my name's Rebecca, and I am the podcast coordinator for the How to Be Wise podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast, where we cover everything about being a woman in STEM at the university level and beyond. In this podcast, we take a deep dive into the daily challenges and triumphs for women in STEM fields. Every other week, we focus on a new field of science. And if you follow our Instagram, you can ask our guests questions about these fields. Our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, and Google. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode. I'm so excited because today we are talking to two mechanical engineers, Elizabeth and Kaya. So guys, how about you introduce yourselves? Hi, everyone. My name is Liz. I'm a fifth year mechanical engineering student. I just got back from doing a 15-month internship at Hatch last year, and I'm super excited to be back on campus at Queen's. I chose mechanical engineering because it's just such a broad field. You can study basically anything you want. So I take courses from like chemistry to physics to coding classes. And so that was one of the main reasons that I chose mechanical engineering. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Kaya, and I'm a third-year mechanical engineering student. So I also actually have worked at Hatch for the past two summers, and I'm planning on going back next year in their power business unit, focusing on renewable energy. And then some of the reasons I chose mechanical engineering. So at first, I chose engineering just because, you know, I was really interested in science and math. And I I kind of knew I didn't really want to do, you know, master's or PhD or, you know, graduate studies afterwards. So I kind of just wanted to do, you know, a degree where I could do like a bachelor's degree. So that was one of the reasons I chose engineering. And then mechanical is kind of along the same lines as Liz. It's very general and broad. And I'm also interested interested in sustainability and renewable energy so kind of working with that like later on awesome so here's a question for you guys if you could describe your discipline in just one sentence like to someone like me who doesn't really know much about mechanical engineering what would be that like one sentence pitch um i would say mechanical engineering is anything that moves that's how i would describe mechanical engineering. love it okay yeah kaya do you have any like a one sentence for me yeah, kind of along the same lines. I don't really know. It's very, mechanical engineering is broad and it encompasses a lot of the other disciplines as well. I just kind of add on to that. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. So I know ENG can be kind of like stereotypically a lot of courses, really, really heavy. I know a couple of my friends have a lot of back-to-back classes. How do you best manage having those back-to-back classes and also kind of completing your work throughout the day? Um, I guess I can start off just yeah, so you're definitely right. It is a demanding workload, but it is, it is definitely manageable. And it just takes kind of like time management skills and, you know, like organization. So kind of what I like to do is just at the beginning of every week, I'll make like a weekly schedule of kind of everything that I have in a week, whether that's like me- like club meetings or kind of like any, you know, events that I'm going to and like classes. So I'll have, I'll make that weekly schedule. And then I'll also make a to-do list of kind of all those assignments that are due that week. And then at least it's kind of like, and then you can kind of go from there and break it down into smaller tasks because it is for sure like overwhelming if you look at it all at once. But I kind of just like go through the list like throughout the week and kind of like make check marks like along the way as I get stuff done. And this is just good, you know, just to not forget any things and kind of keep yourself accountable throughout the week Mm -hmm. um and then other than that I would say that for me like everything you know for everyone is a a little bit different but for me I've taken you know summer classes throughout my degree so in first year I took two summer classes and then last year I took a summer class as well I know mechanical engineering offers MEC 221, which is solid mechanics, and MEC 241, which is fluid mechanics in the summer. So I took both of those. And then next summer, I'm planning on taking the engineering like 
economics class. So that's also a way that I've balanced out my workload throughout the year. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Liz, I have a question for you kind of on what you said for your one pitch wonder of mechanical engineering. What is one class that you think most distinctly represents that how things move engineering kind of? It can be from first year to fourth year now to anything in between. So I think one of the best courses in engineering is our design course. So we take one every year. We start in first year with APSC 100, and then we take 200 in second year. And then now in fourth year, I'm doing my capstone project. And I think that course really encompasses engineering because you're given an engineering problem. So for example, in first year, it was when the Hyperloop was a really big thing. And so we actually got to design like a mousetrap car. And so we got to make like a little mini car out of like a milk carton. And we got to use like a mousetrap to make it go. And then kind of building on that throughout the year, we got to add like a servo motor, sensors to make it stop, and then build in like a full Arduino board that we got to code ourselves. And so that really encompassed that whole iteration process that I used in my work and that I use in all of our design courses now from second to fourth year. And so I think that course is really good because you get to see the engineering design process and then you're given a real world engineering problem. And then in second year, the project that we got was designing a rocket ship. And so it was just like a plastic tube we filled with like a Hot Wheels car. You got to attach a little parachute to it and then we launched it like almost every week. And again, we were iterating our design to make it better, to have a bigger payload, to launch it higher, to get the parachute to open faster. And so those courses really got me interested in the engineering design process. And it really encompassed and taught me what engineering was, but still in university. And so taking that course was like just, I think, the best course to show you what engineering is all about. Super cool. Yeah, I was ju- actually just about to ask, is that course specific to mechanical engineering? Or is that within all of engineering? So every discipline takes it, but it depends what discipline you're in. Your project will be different. So elect or chem, they have completely different projects to mechanical. But since first year is general, everyone has the same APSC 100 project. Mm -hmm. So cool. Awesome. I have a question for both of you guys. What is your favorite study necessity go to whatever it is, whether that's like a food or a location or like what is one thing that you're like, I cannot study without this. Or it can be like a song, whatever, whatever you guys think. For me, it's like coffee and music. (laughs) Um, I love having like a hot drink me. So tea or coffee while I'm studying. And then also music. I used to not be able to do anything with music and then kind of throughout university. I was like phasing it in because the library can be too quiet sometimes. And so, and it also makes me want to study or, or it makes it more fun to study and do assignments and stuff if I have my favorite music on because I want to listen to it. So yeah, I would say those two things for sure. I would, yeah, I would add on to that. I'm along the coffee and music lines as well. But just to add to that, I think usually I'll have like, you know, like study snacks and like usually I'll stay away from like the chips and candy. Like I'll try to make it like a little bit healthy, like smoothies or like something else because I know that I'll be like kind of like snacking throughout studying. So I would say that. And then also usually end up studying at home, but like usually a good thing for me is just having, it sounds very strange, but just like having someone else like in the room, like you couldn't be working on like two separate, like completely 
completely different things but it's kind of just having someone there just to keep you accountable so that you don't end up like scrolling on your phone every two minutes it's like you know not like really they're paying attention to you but it's like there's someone there they're kind of like looking at you and you kind of just keep both of you like accountable to kind of study yeah Mm -hmm. love that yeah I definitely agree with you know both the things you guys are saying kind of to answer my own question I think for me one really important thing is to change up my study spots from here and there like I find if I am at Stoffer for five or six hours back to back to back day to day to day like during exam season I cannot work there anymore so I need to go somewhere else do that for a bit and then come back so yeah I guess everyone's different than that yeah that's a good point too because it's like always good to like get up stretch your legs like Mm -hmm. you can only do so much studying at once yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure now to um kind of switch courses a bit away from the whole studying talk what is one thing that you guys would say differentiates mech eng the most from all the other engineering specialties or specialties or disciplines yeah Yeah. they kind of work as both but yeah disciplines yeah for sure i think one of the good things about mechanical i think like liz touched on this but it's just like it's so broad like it encompasses like so many different like aspects of engineering so like we have like say like thermodynamic classes fluid mechanic classes that more touch kind of like on the chemistry side of things a little bit and then we also have like electronic courses like motor courses like coding courses that focus more on like the electrical and computer side of things and then we also have like some mechanical like specific or I guess you could call them specific classes like we have like I know in second year I took like a machine tool like laboratory so it's kind of you do some some milling like welding so I would say it's just like encompasses just a lot of aspects which is good if you don't really know like where you want to go yet or just like even just exploring different options it's just very broad and it gives you a lot of options kind of after your degree yeah like kind of building on that like a lot of companies hire mechanical engineering because we have that broad knowledge and we can go into so many different industries so like mechanical engineers can look can work on like water management sustainability airplanes the automotive industry I worked in mining so there's all of these different fields that mechanical engineers can go into because we take such a broad range of courses in university. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds like a great path to go down then if you are wanting to do a broad range of things. On that note, actually, how does course content from first, second, third year MechEng courses translate into like a real engineering job that you've just done, Liz? And then Kaya, you too, you said you were doing summer internships like that. How do your, does the actual course content that you're learning in the lecture hall contribute to what you're actually doing physically? So for my internship, I was working at HAT in the high pressure metallurgy group, part of the piping division. In And so we specialized in pressure oxidation systems, primarily autoclaves for gold and nickel mining. So like very, very niche. I didn't see myself going into something like that at all, but for an internship, it was such a great thing to try and it ended up being a really positive experience. And so Queens really prepared me for that, just with the fundamental knowledge that you need. So even though this was such a niche field, like I use a lot of fluid dynamics and thermodynamics because I was working with piping systems. And even though we had a lot of software and uh, like we use a lot of Excel to do the actual calculations that we needed. So I wasn't doing a lot of like handwritten math anymore, but that fundamental knowledge of the basic principles of fluid dynamics and thermodynamics really prepared me to be able to analyze the results of those software and calculation methods. And also, I think with 
a lot of our courses, especially MEC, we work in teams. So like I think in second and third year, I would say half or like sometimes even more than half. I was working on assignments or group projects or labs in a team. And so doing that so frequently really prepared me for the real world of working in a team, collaborating with other people, and also working like interdisciplinary. We didn't really have a ton of opportunities with that in MEC, but I think because MEC is so broad, everyone has different strength and strengths and weaknesses within the program. And so it does kind of prepare you even for interdisciplinary work in the real world. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Kaya, how about you? What do you think? How is that translated kind of into the, because you're also work- working with Hatch, right? Yeah, I was. So yeah, I've done two uh, like four month summer internships. So the one after my first year and the one after my second year, Um, they were in two different groups, but they they are kind of similar to Liz. So I would say the first one, I was working in the mechanical project delivery group. So I was working on site at a smelter in the mining sector. And for that course, I would say it was right after first year. So I was working with a lot of drawings. So a lot of AutoCAD and that was the fundamentals of my work throughout the summer. So for that course, I would say we have a course in first year that's APSC 162, which is a graphics course, which kind of works like it kind of goes through um, a software called SolidWorks, which is similar to AutoCAD, I would say. And that's just kind of, it is based on like kind of drawings, how you would read a drawing, how, you know, kind of like the the rules to follow to kind of, you know, draft properly. So I would say that was for uh, my first summer. And then my second summer is, yeah, very similar to Liz. Liz. So I was working in the industrial clean tech group and that group is divided into off-gas handling, mine ventilation. So I was on the mine ventilation side of things. And for that, it's a lot of kind of like fluids, you know, kind of like how to ventilate the mine and just kind of what systems you need to put in place to do that so for that it is a lot of thermodynamics fluid mechanics so it is just using that baseline knowledge that you the fundamentals like in those courses and then other than that not really in my experience but I know that we have a lab and kind of like that machine tool lab as well that I had mentioned so I would say that would be a good course like if you're going into any like practical like hands-on applications like I've heard that's um, useful and then also in parallel to that we do also have like electronic labs like so kind of like with Arduino and kind of working with those types of things so I would say that's also useful just getting that hands-on knowledge is uh, useful in industry. For sure. Awesome. That's so great. Good to know that the stuff we're learning is actually going to be used in the future jobs. That oh, we do. For sure. So how can somebody in mechanical engineering, whether that's first year, second year, or even all the way up to fourth year, get involved in an internship like yours, Liz, or a summer internship like yours, Kaya? So I guess I'll take that first. So I did my internship through Quip. So I applied for it in about September or October of third year. And so for Quip, you have to do it at least a 12 month long internship. And so you apply early, I mean, kind of whenever you want in second or third year, you take a few workshops, you go to a couple info sessions, and then you're able to access the Quip career board on my career. And on there, there's a ton of different postings, like hundreds from all like a bunch of different companies, any industry. And so it's not just exclusively for Mac Eng, it's also for like ELEC or ECE, civil. So everyone in Quip has access to that career job board. 
but you can filter it so that you just see jobs for mechanical engineering students. And basically you start applying. So I started applying as early as October for jobs. That was just me though. Like you don't have to start that early. I was just very stressed. Um, but yeah, so I made my resume September, October. I wrote like a very generic cover letter. And then all I would do is kind of change a little bit of that every time I would apply at like a different job. So it was a little bit tailored to each position. I got my unofficial transcript from Solus. And then you just kind of put that all together into one PDF and you can just easily apply on the like straight on the job board. Some companies did require you to also apply on their website, but yeah, you just do that like within the same kind of job application. But yeah, and then so companies start interviewing like November, December, and then all the way into second semester. And then yeah, you just interview for whatever position you're interested in and then you get offered a job. So I think it's like 90% or something um, of people who are like enrolled in Quip will get a job. And that's just like putting in the time, putting in the effort to apply to lots of jobs, but make sure that you are interested in the position you're applying for. And then, yeah, so I would 100% recommend Quip. It was such a great opportunity, minus 15 months long. So I got a month long break before I came back for fifth year and it was such a great experience. So I would definitely recommend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then for me, it's a little bit different, I guess, because the four month internships that you know students would do aren't through specifically through quip so that are through queens like there's no really official program for it it's mainly just students going to like find the job postings or find a position and that's kind of the process of getting um a summer position so for me working at hatch um i knew one of the hr kind of like recruiters so i'd reached out to her in first year and just kind of explaining like you know like i'm a first year mechanical engineering student at queens you know what would be the process you know I'm, i'd be interested in working at the company and just kind of like expressing your interest not exactly after a job like because you know you kind of want to stay away from that a little bit but just seeing if there's any opportunities at the company and just kind of like going from there so I would say one of the good ways to do to go about it is just it sounds kind of like cheesy or cliche but just like networking because it does it does work and I've heard from a lot of other people that it does work um and I think that Queens has so many clubs events conferences going on like I think that's one of my favorite things about Queens Queens so I would say just you know going to events like whether that's hosted by career services or I know that in each semester there's there's something called like the engine tech fair so that's basically a bunch of companies and like representatives that would come to queens and kind of so you can kind of like learn all about all these companies and connect with like recruiters or just kind of people that work at the company and it doesn't need to be super daunting like it does you you kind of don't need to ask super complicated questions like just expressing interest just asking you know what their company does you know if there's any opportunities at the company and then also with that just like kind of staying in touch so whether that's getting their email or getting their LinkedIn, just like a form of communication that you can reach out later on when you're ready to start applying for jobs. And then just kind of going about it the same way, just reaching out and just saying like, hey, like, would you have any opportunities at the company or even like scheduling a coffee chat just to learn a little bit more about, you know, their company, just, you know, kind of showing the companies that you're interested and then just seeing what you can get from there is, I think, another useful way to go about it. Yeah, for sure. I think that's important to note too, because I mean, we have a lot of people that are listening that go to Queens, but also lots of people that don't. And I'm sure they have clubs at all those other schools that are similar to Quip, but also just knowing that you can email people, you can network, you can set up the coffee chats and try and keep in touch is a great way to get those internships. That's really awesome. 
On another note, actually, I want to talk a little bit about motivation and motivation through university, motivation for future, all that good stuff. But I think we're going to start just about kind of what makes you excited to go to class every day. You can think about it too. You can edit the <laughs> silence. Like we can easily edit the silence out. Ellie, you can edit this one out if you want, but yeah. I feel like that's an appropriate response. <laughs> yeah, the hesitation, yeah. both very, of you. It's very fitting, I would say. Like I, yeah. I do know some people in class that are very excited to go every day, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it can be hard to find the motivation. <laughs> yeah, for everyone listening, both of them both went silent and like looked at the cameras and like thought about it for a second. But yeah, <laughs> that's okay. I get it. I get it. I am not always excited to sit in my three-hour lectures or labs but is there anything that kind of maybe makes you more excited for the day, let's say? Well, for me, so I found it became easier after first year. So first year is like very general. We take, you know, general physics, calculus, chemistry. And once you pick your discipline, so once you pick mechanical engineering or any other discipline that you find interesting, the courses become a lot more applied engineering So a lot more applied physics, a lot more applied math or applied chemistry. And so they become a lot more interesting. And like you pick that discipline because you wanted to. And so I think you become a lot more interested in the course material. And so I think that in itself is just very motivating because now you're way more interested in in the subject of the class. I also think it's really important to like make friends and socialize. So, you know, university is not all about school and grades and all of that. Like it's such a social environment especially here at Queens and so like make friends in your classes everyone wants to make friends talk to people in your classes like a lot of classes you can pick your lab group or like your design groups so you know do that with friends if you want to or meet new people and so that makes class a little bit more fun when you get to sit with your friends and kind of joke around a little bit (laughs) yeah for sure I definitely agree with that I um the first part too especially I know for myself I'm only in second year this year but I'm already enjoying my courses more just because they're actually becoming the things I want to learn about. And um, with the whole friends thing, like (laughs) definitely have met some awesome friends through classes. Our coordinator for the podcast, I met through a chemistry lab. So that's kind of fun. But yeah, yeah. Kaya, how about you? I would say my answers are along those same lines. So friends do make it a little bit better to go to class. It makes it, yeah, and especially because classes are back to in person and everything makes it nice. So I would say for me, like I have, we're about like seven, eight girls, like that kind of like, that's kind of like my main main friend group, I guess you could call it in, in mechanical. And I kind of all met them through mechanical engineering, which is really fun. And we kind of sit in like the same spot every, every day, like during classes. So, so that makes it a lot better, I would say. And then the other thing, it's kind of just like looking towards like the future, but it is something like motivating to kind of go to class. So I would say, you know, learning about people's like careers and what they've done in mechanical engineering. And then also, I would say, you know, working during the summer and just applying the knowledge that we learned in class and like you had mentioned before, Ali, just like seeing that, you know, what you're learning isn't completely useless and you can like it is it it actually does get applied in industry. I feel like I would say not really on a day to day basis, because that is a bit hard to kind of, you know, like every day that motivating. But just in general, that's what I would say is just like kind of like looking forward towards those goals can also help. 
Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what you'd like to do after university? Like when you were, Kaya, when you're saying looking towards after university and kind of keeping motivated that way, do you guys have plans for the next few years? Um, I would say it's not very specific, but I have an idea of industries and kind of what are my interests. So I think I might have mentioned it, but I'm very interested in renewable energy, sustainability, climate change, kind of that aspect of things. So probably working in that sector and, you know, relate something related to that as well. And also like Hacked is a, it's an engineering um, consulting firm. So I think, you know, I've kind of enjoyed like the consulting aspect of it. Like consulting is basically um, the company helps is basically like helping out other companies with kind of what like solving whatever like problems or kind of like what they want to accomplish. So it's kind of I think I enjoy the consulting aspect of every project is different. Every company is different. It's not really stagnant, like it kind of changes all the time and like kind of like that fast pace. So maybe I'd be interested in going into consulting. And then other than that, I would kind of like to get my PN uh, later on, which is like your professional engineer designation so that's kind of one of the the things and then potentially maybe later on down the line potentially doing like an MBA and getting more into like a management role are some of the things I'm looking at but no concrete plans yet just kind of ideas but I think it's also good like and a, a good point like I do know some people that you know kind of know exactly what their career path is which is excellent like kind of like down to you know I want to do this and this right after which is excellent like I wish I was that you know you know prepared and everything but I think it's also important to remember that you don't need to have everything like figured out like like it is kind of stressful and it is like coming up but it's kind of just like keeping your options like open and being open-minded and just like trying something out like it doesn't need to it doesn't mean you're stuck in it forever you know you can try something for a few years and then if you don't like that kind of pivot to something else so I think it's just like that aspect as well just keeping in mind to be open-minded and you don't need to have everything figured out is you know important as well yeah I think I've changed my mind like a million times going through engineering I so like initially I was super interested in airplane design and I still am but that was kind of the main one of the main reasons I went into mechanical as well as like the aeronautical industry so I am still really interested in going into aeronautical engineering route, but after my internship, I have become more interested in the energy and mining sector as well. So I could definitely see myself going into that. And kind of like Kaya said as well, I I liked working at Hatch because it was consulting and I liked the variety of my day. I worked on multiple different projects at a time. It kept it interesting. And so I could definitely see myself going back into consulting for sure. And just like keeping all of my options open, I, I, I apply everywhere that I am interested in. And I think it's really great to keep your doors open. So never kind of close yourself off to one opportunity. Always, you know, kind of go with the flow and, you know, always keep your doors open. And yeah, so I don't really have any concrete plans for after graduation, but definitely, I don't think I want to do a master's at this point. I definitely want to take a few years off for sure. Like Kaya, I want to get my PNG as well. So I have three more years to do for that because with my quip internship, I could use a year of that um, for pre-graduation experience. And so I have three more years to get my PNG. So I have to stay in Canada for three years and work as um, an engineer and then take an ethics exam. But one of my career goals is to get international engineering experience. So I would love to go abroad and work on engineering projects abroad. So working for an international company would be 
Great. Super cool. Actually, I just have a question. What is your PN? Is that like, is that a certificate? Is that, what is that? So basically you need to get, so after graduation, you need to work for four years underneath a professional engineer. So I can use a year after. So basically like you can use a year of pre-graduation experience if you've worked as underneath a professional engineer before you graduate. So you need to graduate from a Canadian university with um, an engineering degree and then work for four years and then take an ethics exam. As a professional engineer, you can sign off on drawings and documents and you can work as like a supervisor. You can work as a senior engineer. Until then, you're considered an EIT, which is an engineer in training. So you're not like technically like an engineer because you can't sign off on anything without a professional engineer also signing off on that document. So it kind of gives you credibility and you can like manage a project on your own. Okay, good to know. You know, I just thought you left university and then boom, you were like <laughs> making all the plans. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that would make it a little bit scary as well, I think. I, I, I'm oh, not sure totally. if everyone like after school is qualified for that, but yeah. But that's like um, nursing, right? Like nurses just, I like, I have friends in second year nursing right now and in two weeks they're learning how to give needles and they're actually going to like give people needles. Wow. And I, I don't know. I think that's, I mean, it's awesome, but it's, it's crazy. I like, they jump right into it. Yeah, um, wow. yeah. You need four years of experience to be able to really manage your own project. I think it's good for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that definitely makes sense. That definitely like, I, I don't know what I exactly was thinking picturing everyone just going straight from university to doing that whole thing, but that's awesome. So I'd like to chat with you guys just a little bit before we end here about what you've struggled with, maybe being a woman in mechanical engineering or just anything generally that you've struggled with at university and then how you've kind of improved on that and grown since that time. Yeah, I think there's a few things, a few different aspects of that that I can kind of touch on. So I would say the first thing, and they kind of go hand in hand, but I would say one of the things is engineering is very male-dominated, like Queens is one of the best, like the, you know, uh, has the highest female ratio, I think in Canada, I think it's 30%. But that still means that, you know, it is, you know, mainly still male dominated. So I would say one of the things is that, I don't know, Liz, if you've noticed this as well, but just, you know, we do have a lot of group projects, but, you know, some of the group projects that I've been in are kind of just like all male. And then there's kind of just me in the group as well. So not exactly that that's not, it wasn't like anything like terrible happened or, you know, there's nothing explicitly like terrible that happened or, you know, like it wasn't uh, bad or anything. It was just kind of, kind of like the smaller things that, you know, is a bit harder to notice. So kind of just like the social aspects of things, just kind of like talking are not related to like the project or the work, but just kind of talking about you know, like cars and sports or whatever topics that I wouldn't really be for say interested in is just kind of a little bit harder to connect on that level. And especially it is harder just because you are like just, you know, one, you know, female and if everyone else in the group is, you know, you know, very interested in that, then that's kind of like what you what you go with. And then also with that, it's just like those, yeah, those little things. So if, you know, some people like, you know, say like a girl will like give an answer in, um, you know, in a tutorial or something. And it's just kind of, um, oh, you know, like we'll check with a TA first or something. Or if it's kind of like, you know, a, a girl will give an answer and then it's kind of like, uh, oh, like how did you get that? Just kind of like those little things that aren't explicitly like 
mean or just like hurtful or anything but it's just kind of like those like little aspects that make it a little bit harder so for that I would say I've gotten um, I mentioned like I sit with like seven or eight girls in class and you know I have a strong you know female group of like you know friends which is like really helpful um, you know and like you know supportive and all of that and I would say also um, being on WISE is really nice just working with the whole like female executive team like I feel like that's like been super helpful like throughout the past two years for me as well mm-hmm. um, and then I would say like just uh, like a different aspect but just a little bit um, you know related to that is just I came into university and it's still something that I'm working on just imposter syndrome um, which is basically like the feeling that you don't belong or you can't like you don't live up to like the expectations or you know you just feel like you can't really do it but it's just kind of that reminder that you know you are capable just as capable as everyone else in the program like everyone is smart in the program everyone's successful but like there's a reason why you're in the program and I would say just like the last thing that does touch on that line is just not putting too much pressure on yourself I do have a tendency to like fill up my plate like overload it and just expecting myself to do you know all of it and just like perfectly but it's just a reminder like you can't do everything and just like not putting too much pressure on yourself and just kind of like you know maybe like if you know you can't you can't do it all just like kind of realizing that and just like taking a step back one of the things that had happened during second you know winter semester uh, in second year so I was just very overwhelmed with classes like during midterms I think we had like four midterms like four days in a row or something whatever it was but I finally came to a point where I was like okay this isn't sustainable like I can't you know it's not really feasible for me to do this the whole semester so what I ended up doing was dropping a course and doing it taking it in the summer so that was Mac 241 like the fluid mechanics one um they're not all, all offered in the summer but that specific one was and it's just um you know realizing that you don't need to um you know that mental health is important just like prioritizing you know kind of like yourself as well and just like putting like not everything is about like school and grades and so I would say yeah working on all of those and yeah still working on them today but they have improved throughout university for sure for sure yeah that's great I think one important piece that I took from that is finding like a group that you're comfortable with and finding a group that will support you throughout university I think is super important yeah for sure yeah Liz um do you have anything to add to the question I would say like very similar things to Kaya as well. I mean, studying in like a male dominated industry does have its challenges. Like Kaya said, nothing like terrible has ever like really happened to me, but can, you know, always think about examples of working in groups with all guys and you say something, no one acknowledges it. You say it again, they still don't acknowledge it. And, you know, that kind of comes with, and this is like, sad to say but like it just kind of comes with like really growing into yourself and really gaining that confidence to be like hey guys we need to do this and I think we need to do this because and being able to like really um articulate yourself really well and that shouldn't be put on you that burden shouldn't be put on you but I think it just like it kind of comes with it and that like with this like field as women, I feel like we kind of talk down about ourselves more than a guy would. And we really need to build our self-confidence up. And that really comes with getting a really strong female group of friends that we can all build each other up and really just gaining that self-confidence as you, you know, do well in assignments and just like really putting in the effort. And yeah, and I think that just kind of comes with 
maturing, but also, yeah, just like really like gaining that self-confidence. And then you're able to really like articulate yourself better and know that you're right. Because I think like, I definitely really second guess myself a lot and I shouldn't (laughs) and like none of us should. Um, So, and that, and like, I work on that all the time and just being confident in the decisions that I make and the things that I say, and that we are all like, we've worked hard to get here. We all deserve to be here and we all deserve to be heard in a group setting. For sure. That was like great responses, guys. Totally, you know, super heartfelt. Definitely resonate with that. One last thing I'd like to do then before we wrap up is just if there's like one sentence you would say to yourself or I guess someone else, but mainly to yourself when you're experiencing these kind of things, like maybe not feeling heard or feeling, you know, not so great about yourself, self-conscious or just feeling like people aren't taking you as seriously as you should be taken. What is one thing that you would say to yourself in the mirror or internally that could help you cheer yourself up? It's a good question. Yeah, it's a really yeah. good one. <laughs> I know, kind of intense. Ending it off on a... Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, I'm not sure if it's really related exactly to the, um, like, group setting, but for me, like, one of my big struggles, like we talked about, is just kind of, like, you know, um, like, imposter syndrome and just kind of, like, how... But it's just kind of more, like, you can't... Like, it's not realistic to do everything, but, like, you are doing enough and, like, you are enough, like, I think is something that I need to constantly remind myself of. And just, like, it also just helps with being, like, empathetic towards, like, yourself, like, just not expecting that you can do, like, everything, but just kind of, like, you know, that you are, you're working really hard you're doing the best you can and that's basically at the end of the day like it is cliche but that's like all you can do and you are doing your best so I think that's um, what I would say awesome and Liz how about you one last thing to end it off um well as my mom always say my mom always says to me she always says keep walking and I think that's so important because you just need to take it day by day minute by minute try your best and that's all that you can do. Look at the big picture and you know we all have those setbacks, we all have those dark moments, but keep that big picture in mind, your one big goal and just keep walking towards it is what my mom always says to me. So that's what I would say to myself. Love it, amazing. So for everyone listening, keep walking, you are enough. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us again this week. We really appreciate you guys tuning in and I hope you guys all have an amazing day. See you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on Instagram at HTBW Podcast to stay up to date with the STEM fields being discussed. Ask questions for our guests and stay tuned for our next episode.